It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Seconds left, he's got the ball, he should have it. Isaiah hangs out of the ball, flips it up to the Raptors. Detroit is the city of champions again. Detroit Basketball! What's happening? Welcome to the Lockdown Pistons Podcast, your episode for Monday, June the 22nd. And let's go back and check Troy Weaver's work. Check out his NBA drafts. This is your boy, Matt Shook, the host of the Lockdown Pistons Podcast, a sports writer here in Detroit City covering sports gambling for PlayMichigan.com, Pistons fan and follower my whole life, and a sports newspaper reporter for over a decade as well. Thanks for listening. Thanks for spreading the word about the Lockdown Pistons podcast. It is Mock Draft Monday, as we do usually every Monday here on the show. So we're going to take a little spin on it and tie it into the latest Pistons news, which is Troy Weaver, the new general manager. We'll have some reaction from him from the hire on Thursday. Also going to take a deep dive into his drafts with the Oklahoma City Thunder, see how he did. And then we'll try to extrapolate, maybe figure out the types of players that he likes and see who we might connect the dots with with the prospects from this year's crop. But give me a follow on Twitter at Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H. Another underscore for that, also the Lockdown Pistons Twitter account. And check us out on Facebook at Lockdown Pistons dash. Matt Shook, Troy Weaver, the new general manager of the Detroit Pistons, hired on Thursday, made official by the Detroit Pistons. Then we're expecting a press conference from him early this week. Heard Arn Tellum, the Pistons' Uh, senior advisor or one of the managing directors of the team. He was on Jamie and Stoney on Friday. Uh, talked about how his Troy Weaver's biggest strength is finding talent, identifying talent, called him one of the best talent evaluators in the league. And Arn also submitting that 75 to 80% of our success is going to be in the draft. Obviously not a scientific number there, but just an interesting indication that doesn't sound like the Pistons are going to be going big game hunting this offseason. Thinking about Fred Van Vliet a lot lately, obviously I think that's kind of the name that separates this Pistons offseason from being one that's forward focused and thinking more about three years down the road as opposed to maybe, yeah, maybe that maybe that itch of trying to get into the playoffs this year coming up or that possibility or maybe you dream that, that Blake Griffin is healthy and something like he was the player two years ago at this point. So that's kind of the tipping point uh, from what I can understand about uh, this offseason coming up for the Pistons. We'll talk about Fred Van Vliet maybe this week in a show. But uh, Arn went on to say, uh, you know, praising Troy Weaver as one does after they just hired him. But Arn, the former agent of Russell Westbrook and Steven Adams, a couple of Seattle Supersonics and then Oklahoma City draft picks. I believe Westbrook was actually picked by the Sonics, but that was the offseason that they moved, so we never played for the Sonics. So 
uh, got drafted by a team that was still quote-unquote Seattle and went to Oklahoma City, if I'm getting the timeline correct on that. But Arn said that uh, no NBA executive had Russell Westbrook in the top 20 of their draft, and Weaver had him high in the lottery, took him at number four. Um, I believe that's a, Arn might be a, uh, exaggerating a little bit there, maybe a little uh, trying to drive the point home. Yes, it was a surprise, by the way, and I did look back because that, that whole context kind of surprised me. No, no NBA exec had him in the top 20. Obviously, that's a lie. There's, there's no possible way that's the truth. But, you know, it was a surprise when Seattle and Oklahoma City ultimately took Russell Westbrook at number four, and we know about the impressive career uh, the accolades, and again, there is no, there, you will not find a podcast that is more anti-Russell Westbrook than me, but of course, he's an impact player, of course, he's been a successful NBA player, uh, even even a Westbrook hater like me will, will tell you that, that this, it was a nice pick uh, there at number four, and in any pick, really, for a guy at that talent to come up with that kind of value with, uh, and that kind of, and, and like I said, for, you know, to pick him above Kevin Love, his UCLA teammate. A lot of other good players on the board still at that time that season as well. So you got to give um, Troy Weaver a lot of credit for that, especially because Arn was talking about how he was uh, in on Russell Westbrook when a lot of other teams weren't, uh, followed him around and went to the workouts in Santa Monica and all that. However, uh, interesting to note that Troy Weaver was hired by the Seattle and, like I said, basically Oklahoma City and Sam Presti about a month before that draft. So how much input Troy Weaver had into that, we may never know. But it's just interesting to hear Arn try to spin Troy Weaver in a positive direction. Not that not that Troy Weaver, there's a bad perception and you need to spin the whole thing around and make it a good perception, but just kind of juicing his guy a little bit, as you would expect someone to do. Steven Adams picked him in the lottery as well, 11 or 12, something in the high teens there. Um, and Aaron indicated that everyone in the NBA was marching to a little bit of a different tune about both of those guys. But we'll talk about that a little bit more and go into the draft year by year uh, in the next segment. But uh, I think the one that it concerns Pistons fans the most when talking about reaction, Kendrick Perkins was out there, um, buffoon on ESPN and, and other media spots as the Detroit Pistons just struck gold by hiring Troy Weaver as their GM. Uh, he has one of the best eyes for talent in the NBA. Obviously someone who traded for Kendrick Perkins at one point in his career, so maybe he's a little biased there. But uh, some better reactions and ones that were more appreciative and more put more stock into. Um, former uh, longtime NBA player Dante Jones, the Pistons really struck gold by hiring Troy Weaver. That's two straight struck golds, by the way. Uh, one of the hidden gems of the NBA Detroit will be a con contender real soon. Wow, how about that? Uh, our guy Laz Jackson, who hosts every other Pistons podcast that isn't this one, says... I was mad the Pistons got nothing for Andre Drummond. I would trade Andre Drummond for Troy Weaver a thousand times. So uh, kind of looking at it like the moving of the salary of Andre Drummond was enough to make this job attractive enough for someone like Troy Weaver to take. I don't know if there's a one-to-one -one correlation to that or not. Um, I have my doubts that that was the, the move that made it over the top, that Troy Weaver thought the Pistons' job was good enough, and if – one more year of Andre Drummond on this on the books would have been the difference, the tipping point. There's no way he's taking it. I don't quite buy that. But if it is true, and it, it certainly it probably makes it a little bit more attractive for someone who wants to explore the space, explore the cap space, then maybe that's the case. Jeff Goodman, formerly of ESPN and in the stadium, says loves to hire. Uh, the Pistons hire of, of Troy Weaver as GM. 
from the D.C. Assault to NBA General Manager. Uh, interesting note there from Jeff, yes, that the AAU ranks of the D.C. area and obviously a, a few stops in between Syracuse and Carmelo Anthony recruitment, uh, some scouting around the NBA, some front office stuff with the Utah Jazz, and then ultimately a key front office role at the Oklahoma City Thunder for one of the more successful franchises over the last decade or so. And now running the show for the Detroit Pistons. Seems like the right man for the job at the right time. And obviously a lot of work to be done to get the Pistons where they need to be. So uh, we'll talk more about Troy Weaver. We're going to dive deep into his drafts from the past. That's coming up next here on the Lockdown Pistons podcast. But hey, the Lockdown Podcast Network stands against racism and social injustice. That's why we, the hosts, are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting for change. And in the month of June, Lockdown is matching the total of all host donations up to an additional $10,000. To make your own donation along with us, please visit LockdownPodcasts.com slash Black Lives Matter. Man, I feel like these sponsors are just speaking my language. You love the cereal growing up, right? It was one of the best parts of the childhood was reading the cereal box, maybe reading the box scores while eating that cereal. But I just can't do it anymore, right? It was just full of sugar. It's full of junk. You can't start your day like that anymore. We're all trying to cut down on the carbs, the sugar, the unhealthy food. Uh, so here's what you need to do is to get on board with Magic Spoon. Magic Spoon has zero sugar, 12 grams of protein, and only three net grams of carbs in each serving. Again, I feel like someone's trying to subliminally get into my head about the fact that I have been eating like crap. But you can eat better and you can still enjoy the foods that you like. How does this sound for Magic Spoon? Cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. This cereal tastes amazing. Honestly, it's too good to be true. I'm excited to uh, share it with everyone that I know. It's keto-friendly, if you can believe that, for the cereal. Everything else is off the table when you're on the keto for the cereal, as far as I know. Gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free as well. The Cocoa Magic Spoon, just like the old cocoa cereals that you used to eat back in the day. Magic Spoon is where it's at. It's what you've been waiting for. Get back to the normalcy of the stuff you used to like growing up or the stuff you liked in college but still get back to that without packing on the pounds like you did, like I did back in the day. Go to magicspoon.com slash NBA to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code NBA at checkout to get free shipping as well. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it is backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash NBA and use the code NBA for free shipping. We thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring the Lockdown Pistons podcast. Yes, sir! Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Lockdown Hornets podcast, and being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, 
alternate routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow alternate routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to alternate routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right, we're going to try to put this all together and maybe get into the mind of Troy Weaver after we talk about this, but I kind of look at front offices like a stock, right? And Oklahoma City is hot right now. It's a good time for a guy like Troy Weaver to jump off, cash his chips in, get paid a lot, and get the opportunity of a lifetime to run one of the NBA's historically best franchises here with the Detroit Pistons. And don't forget, that's what this franchise is. And you should treat it like that. I know there's some rehab to do on the image. But for Oklahoma City, lately it has been pretty good. No doubt about that. July 2017, you trade Victor Oladipo and, and DeMontis Sabonis for Paul George. Felt like a great trade at the time. Ended up being still a pretty good trade because Paul George is Paul George. And then the following summer when they pulled a coup by re-signing him. People seem to think that that was the great move. Of course, it would only last a year for him in Oklahoma City. But the way that Sam Presti and Troy Weaver kind of transitioned that thing out of the Russell Westbrook-Paul George era was commendable for sure. The Russell Westbrook trade, you get Paul, uh, Chris Paul and also a pick for getting off of Westbrook's contract. The uh, the trade of Paul George, you get uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Gallinari, and a whole bunch of picks as well. Now you're stocked. Now you're ready to look forward to a positive future while still being a playoff team at the present. That's what the Pistons tried to do and weren't able to pull it off. Uh, but there's been kind of three acts in Troy Weaver's time in Oklahoma City, keeping in mind that the drafting of Kevin Durant was done in the pre-Troy Weaver days by Sam Presti in the Seattle front office at the time. But the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder did draft Russell Westbrook and Serge Ibaka in 2008, about a month after Troy Weaver was brought on to the squad um, there. And uh, Arden Tellum obviously giving him a lot of credit for that, Russell Westbrook's agent at the time. Then the Oklahoma City drafted James Harden in 2009. However, not a lot of great moves from then until those aforementioned picks in this last year or so. The Thunder were a team that when they got those stars, they needed to make moves on the margin and margins and didn't really get that done. Also keep in mind that the James Harden trade to Houston was a horrible mismanagement of the salary cap, but I know that there was owner constraints on the luxury tax but Sam Presti, other teams can make it work and have made it work. Um, you know, you can go two away, one of two ways with it, right? You can pat Sam Presti on the back for drafting three MVPs or say, how in the world do you not win a title with all that talent? So I think the moves around the margins weren't great. And I think obviously the Harden move, I mean, we're talking like Darko pick level of incompetence for the Harden move. So as much as we want to praise the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, front office with Troy Weaver at the time, and we should, we have to acknowledge that black mark that is the James Harden trade of giving away an MVP for nothing before he hit his prime. Uh, again, one of the worst moves by any NBA team over the past 10 years. But let's take a look at how they got there. The drafts, um, how they ended up after the draft, not the actual draftees, you know, who you take at a, the slot that you originally had is a little bit overrated. Who you end up with at the end of the draft season, in my mind, is more important. You don't get – you're going to get credit for drafting – uh, Eric Bledsoe in 2010 because you traded him that night for a future first, that kind of thing. So uh, 09, again, lots of credit for taking James Harden at number three. 
Not a popular pick at the time, but I liked it. Uh, but a brave and a good pick as well. You had Ricky Rubio, a lot of buzz out there. Steph Curry with the big NCAA tournament, of course, that would have been a great pick, of course, at number three, too. But, you know, Tyreek Evans was a guy who had a lot of buzz. Brandon Jennings was a touted high schooler before he had his one year out of high school to become a high pick. So, you know, James Harden at Arizona State, a lot of people didn't see what he would be in the pros. Sam Presti, Troy Weaver in the front office did. Um, in 2010, interesting one because they had three first-round picks coming into it. Again, they trade the Bledsoe pick. You get a future first out of that. Uh, that first ended up going to the Boston Celtics later to acquire Kendrick Perkins and Nate Robinson. Kind of a win-now move, solidify the center spot instead of giving up a pick. Uh, so, And I get it. And you're a good team, and it's a late first-round pick. You make that move, you push, push the chips in, and that pick becomes Fab, Fab Mello. So a bust. Uh, rest in peace to Fab Mello, by the way. But that pick ended up not being anything of real consequence for Boston or uh, the teams that uh, Oklahoma City Thunder could have done with it. Uh, same draft, the 2010, the Thunder also had number 21 and number 29, I believe. They packaged those. The picks ended up being Craig Brackens and Quincy Pondexter. They, again, bust after bust. Again, but that's not on Oklahoma City because they traded those guys in order to move up and get Cole Aldrich, who went number 11, and they acquired Mo Peterson as well. Cole Aldrich, uh, you pick 11, you like him, you moved up to get him. Uh, in his second season with Oklahoma City, he was already traded, never made an impact with that. So they traded two huge busts for a, rel a little bit smaller, but still a bust. Cole Aldridge, six teams in eight seasons, and then he was out of the league. So not good there for Oklahoma City, despite the fact that you appreciate that they trade up and go get a guy that they want. I like that kind of aggressiveness. 2011, the number 24 pick, they get Reggie Jackson there. Pistons fans obviously familiar with him. Good value there. Not a whole lot that you missed out on after him. A few uh, a few picks later, a handful of picks later, Jimmy Butler, the last pick of the first round. Boyan Bogdanovich, the pick after that first pick in the second. Chandler Parsons, shortly after that too. So there are some players that were out there, so not like uh, Reggie Jackson was a home run. But if you can get Reggie Jackson's type of talent production at 24, that's a solid pick, kind of however you slice it. 2012, you're coming off the final appearance, finals appearance there, uh, the only the only one that they had in the whole run. Picking number 28, again, low chances for success, I get it. But in this draft, there were some early second-round talents out there that were established college basketball players. Jay Crowder, Draymond Green, Chris Middleton, and Will Barton among them. So some talent, real talent was out there. Imagine any of those names joining the Thunder coming off of a Western Conference championship. All of those guys were picked in the next 12 picks. Oklahoma City takes Perry Jones out of Baylor. Looks good on paper. Here's your 6'11", 3'4", type of player. A difference maker off the bench. Young guy that can grow up into something very talented. He plays three years and he's out of the league. A huge swing and a miss for Sam Presti, Troy Weaver, and Oklahoma City there. They bounce back in 2013 at number 12 and take Steven Adams there. A solid pick. Big time prospect going into college at Pitt. Up and down time there. But a nice little diamond in the rough there in the late lottery for the Thunder to pick up a useful player in Steven Adams. Also that night, they traded up with their second first-round pick from 29, where Archie Goodwin got taken. Gave up some cash in Archie Goodwin for number 26, which is Andre Roberson from Golden State. So they saw the guy they liked a few picks out there, made the move. And Roberson, as you remember, a very good defensive player, an elite defensive player, who looked like he was on his way to a nice career until he blew out his back at Little Caesars Arena. Never the same, has not played since then. So unfortunate situation, but a good pick in Adams and a good 
late first-round move in Roberson as well. 2014, the pendulum swings the other way once again. 21 and 19 in the or 21 and 29 in the first round. Mitch McGarry and Josh Hustis never to be heard from again. Swing and a miss, swing and a miss. Um, so it's like literally every other year at this point they're they're having a, a very good draft or a very bad draft. But then they broke that trend with another stinker, two in a row in 2015 with Cameron Payne at 14, backup point guard, not an NBA player. This was the pick after Devin Booker. The next two picks after that were Kelly Oubre and Terry Rozier, very useful NBA players. And really after that, a lot of decent functional NBA players in the rest of the first and into the second round. No stars missed out, but certainly a swing and a miss with Cameron Payne. You got Dakari Johnson at 48 in the second round as well. A pick I liked at the time, by the way, but he was a bust. Another thing about Troy, you're not getting a lot, and, and, and Sam and Oklahoma City, again, hard to assess who was the minds behind what pick and all that from the outside, but not a lot of second round finds. You know, you can't ding every second round pick as a bust because it's not a big deal. It's a second round pick. But that said, in 12 years, you can't name one single second round hit that these guys have had. How about this list? we got Devin Harden, Sasha Khan, Magnum Roll. Um, in 2013, they have Alex Abrinas in the second round. So that, as far as second round picks go, that's fine. But then back to swings and misses with Dakari Johnson, Devin Hall, Kevin Hervey, who a lot of you guys liked in 2018. I'll remind you of that. Um, the Thunder, they went ahead and traded a bunch of second-round picks over the years too, so they didn't have one every year. They didn't have roster spots. That makes sense for a good team to maybe be having those be expendable. I don't mind that if you get some value for it. But, uh, again, not a lot to like in the second round. 2016, no picks for the Thunder there. They had traded their future first for uh, Deion Waiters and Iman Shumpert and a three-teamer. The pick became Kirkmaz Forkaz, or maybe it's Forkmaz Kirkaz. That's my running joke. I'm fine with that. However, Presti and Weaver did trade in to the 2016 first round in a brilliant move, giving up Serge Ibaka for Victor Oladipo, and then the, the pick that became Demonis Sabonis Orlando with a real boneheaded move there. So traded into the draft, got in there, picked a, a high-quality player in Demonis Sabonis, a 10 or 11, and did pretty well. So... That was when Troy Weaver was playing an important part of the organization, but then he was promoted after that to vice president of basketball operations going into the 17-18 season. We will cover those drafts coming up here in a second. That's next here on the Lockdown Pistons podcast, which is a proud member of the Lockdown Network, your team, every day. Got to tell you guys about the most useful app on my phone, and that is Blinkist. Blinkist is really unique, and it works on your phone, your tablet, or your web browser, Blinkist takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. They call them Blinks. They take these books down to a, a quick read, The 5 a.m. Club by Robin Sharma, a 12-minute read. You don't have to get up at 5 a.m. to get all the information from The 5 a.m. Club. Also, The Coaching Habit by Michael Bunjay Stanier. That's a 12-minute read, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Dale Carnegie in just 21 minutes. You know you need both of those things, and Blinkist is here to help you out with all that. With Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books, all the books you want, and all for one low price. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist is a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com NBA. Try it free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash NBA to start your own seven-day free trial and 
You'll have 25% off after that, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash NBA. And you know, of course, I got to tell you about Mima Remedies, one of my favorite new Michigan companies. It's a CBD company providing full-spectrum CBD hemp oil and flour owned by Michigan State alums. Go Green and Southwest Michigan residents as well. Only two ingredients, the USDA certified organic MCT oil derived from coconuts and the CO2 extracted full-spectrum CBD from hemp organically grown in Oregon where Mima founder Brandon Dentler got his start in the industry working with other Michigan State alums. To celebrate Mima's first season growing their own hemp in Michigan, they are giving Locked On Pistons listeners 25% off at MimaRemedies.com. Just use promo code LOCKEDON at Mima, which is M-I-M-A, Remedies.com. Check them out. Full-spectrum extract retains the terpenes and flavor of hemp flour, but no additives and flavoring involved. Natalie and Brandon are doing a great job there. Excited to help out their company, and you should jump on the train as well. All their products are third-party lab-tested and always below 0.3% THC. Safe, effective. I'm telling you, this stuff works. It helps me relax. It helps with the pain relief as well. You know you're getting older. You know you're getting the pain. You know you need that relief as well. Find them on Instagram at Mima Remedies, M-I-M-A Remedies. Give them a follow there. Let them know we sent you. Locked on Pistons listener here. Heard about you guys and, and want to follow along the journey of a small company that's going to make it big here in the great state of Michigan. Find them on Facebook as well. MimaRemedies.com, M-I-M-A, Remedies, R-E-M-E-D-I-E-S.com. If you're looking for high-quality CBD products from a brand you can trust, Mima is a match made in Michigan. Well, as you can see and as you know and as you're probably used to with your boy here, we went long today, so we'll kind of tie in how Troy Weaver's past might impact what he thinks about some of these Pistons draft picks going forward. But, uh, you know, busy day for your boy today. Firekeepers Casino and Battle Creek open up their sports book at Dacey Sportsbook, so go visit them there. And also, Rivers Casino, my old employer in Chicago, their parent company partnered with Little River Casino out in Manistee, and Lake Michigan over there in West Michigan, and they're going to be their sportsbook operator and also online sportsbook operator. That's right. You can bet games on your phone later this year in Michigan, and I've got all the news about all that stuff at playmichigan.com. Follow my writing there. I'm all over the industry, and I want to see have some more readers. Check out the articles, learn, and uh, find out the, about the apps and all the different online sportsbooks and, and retail sportsbooks that are opening across the state. But like I said, 2017 is when Troy Weaver was promoted to vice president of basketball operations for the Thunder, became a bigger voice in the room. So we're going to attribute a lot of the success and failures to things he did. Now, we talked about some of the successes in terms of trades, getting the assets, using those assets, and then stockpiling the draft picks in these last few years with Sam Presti. But in 2017, the draft... Sam Presti and Troy Weaver decide to select Terrence Ferguson at number 21 in the draft, a real young guy, 19. He was one of the early Aussie players, played one year professionally over in Australia. He's from Tulsa, Oklahoma, grew up in Texas, but was going to go to Alabama, then Arizona, and chose to go with Australia. So he kept moving up the pecking order for places you might want to live that start with A. Really interesting, though, if you're a Pistons fan, thinking about uh, how he picked a guy who played one year in Australia instead of college. We know there's a real prominent name out there in the draft and another fairly prominent name in the draft that went just that route. And you know that uh, maybe 
Troy Weaver learned something from his experience in Terrence Ferguson. Ferguson, still young, still 21 years old. Uh, some people like him. I don't. A little bit of a work in progress to start. Shot it really well in year two, kind of surprisingly, from three. But then shot it really poorly this past year in year two. It's a Thunder team that hasn't really been able to solve the wing issue basically ever since Kevin Durant left and James Harden before that. Uh, Ferguson kind of regressed in year three. Gallinari, of course, took a lot of his minutes newly to the team. And uh, it's a team that, that played a lot of those three talented guards that they had. And Gilgis Alexander, Schroeder, and um, Chris Paul as well. But again, Ferguson actually just turned 22. I don't know that there's a whole lot of excitement around him. I don't follow the Thunder enough to uh, get super into the thought process of the fan base. But he kind of looks like he got passed at the end of the season in the pecking order by Dort there, the second rounder at Arizona State. So uh, not maybe not as much uh, in terms of the um, – the, the excitement about the young guy and kind of Baisley, Darius Baisley is kind of the new hot young prospect there. And we'll talk about him in a second, but 2018, no first for Troy Weaver and the thunder. They gave it up a long time ago, three years prior when um, the Pistons trade, actually the Reggie Jackson trade, when they picked up DJ Augustine and his canter and Kyle Singler, along with Steve Novak and giving up Reggie Jackson and that first round pick for or that hall of guys who were supposed to help the bench, Really didn't help it in any markedly way during those playoff runs they had. 2019, they had pick number 21, which ended up being Brandon Clark there. But they traded down, um, traded 19 down and picked up 23 instead and picked up a future second for their trouble. And that's where they picked up Darius Baisley straight out of high school. Just turned 20, was a 19-year-old rookie this past year. Lots of potential, but we're a few years away from knowing anything about him. Don't really know where the the momentum in terms of his prospects are compared to going into the draft last year. But uh, I don't know. Long story short, this isn't a great draft history in my opinion. Obviously some grand slams with Kevin Durant, uh, pre-Troy Weaver, and then uh, Russell Westbrook and Serge Ibaka and, and uh, James Harden, Steven Adams to a lesser extent. But then a lot of busts, a lot of swing and misses. So there are some real missed opportunities with this team. Um... So we'll see. You know, it's an upgrade of what the Pistons have done, no doubt about that. So you can feel better that the Pistons are, are in better draft hands than they were for Stan Van Gundy and uh, possibly Ed Stefanski. So we will see how it all shakes down here, and we'll see who Troy Weaver brings along to the staff as well. We'll expand a little bit more how it relates to who's out there for this year's draft class, but that wraps up the edition of Lockdown Pistons. This is your host, Matt Shook, telling you to tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on NBA. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.